This is a war to end all wars. American President Woodrow Wilson, 1917. Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul. And today we'll be doing our first Tuesday book review episode of September. I said when I did the first one last month that it probably wouldn't be a weekly thing, no matter how much I'd like it to be. And that proved true, for August at least, as I did two reviews. If I can find more time to read, it might become a more truly weekly thing. But for now, it'll be at least once a month, and hopefully more. The book we'll be looking at today is the excellent one-volume chronicle by British historian Martin Gilbert, The First World War, A Complete History. The one-volume part matters, because while there are also good multi-volume works available, most of us just don't have time to do that kind of work unless we're full-time students. As with the last book I reviewed, Battle Cry of Freedom, The Civil War Era, for the U.S. Civil War, This book is an excellent overview of the First World War in one volume. Now it's important to remember that it is an overview, in spite of the word complete in the subtitle. In her Pulitzer Prize winning book, The Guns of August, Barbara Tuckman dedicates 511 pages to the prelude and first month of World War I. Gilbert covers the same time period in 77 pages. A necessary condensing, given that he has to account for four years of war, which Tuckman did not. Even then, this book runs more than 550 pages, but not a single page is wasted. Gilbert does an excellent job of covering all aspects of the war, military, political, and social, and he takes in the whole scope of the conflict. Many works on World War I focus solely on the events of the Western Front. Gilbert includes important events on the Italian Front, the Russian Front, the Balkans, and the often overlooked Middle East as well. The only theater of the war that he really doesn't touch on is Africa. And this is true of most other histories of the war, which is sad because quite a bit did happen there. He also, as you would expect, hits all the major battles. Verdun, Battle of the Marne, and all of the Western Front major battles, as well as Gallipoli and All the stuff in the Middle East as well. The New York Times book review called The First World War a Complete History, quote, one of the first books that anyone should read to try and understand this war and the 20th century, end quote. And I tend to agree with them. That's not to say it doesn't have a few drawbacks. As a British historian, he does, almost naturally, focus a little more on the British than on the French, And the photographs included in this volume are pretty standard fare. Certainly not on the level of Lou Strachan's book, The First World War. But that was a companion volume to a documentary TV series, so you'd expect better illustrations there. However, it does have an excellent section of maps at the back, 31 of them in total, that are far superior to the ones I've complained about before, both in The Guns of August and Battle Cry of Freedom. Gilbert's writing style is engaging, 
and you won't get bogged down by minute analysis of every battle and decision made. If you're already very familiar with World War I, this will be a good refresher. If not, it's a great place to start and will surely whet your appetite for more. That's our review for this Tuesday. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you're finding this podcast both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll help us create more content and go a long way toward making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.